Also, before I forget, um, you know, we want to thank uh, Darwin German for being here. Julian might stop in later and just say hi to put a face with a name. I don't think Darwin himself is in the office today. You can see the plaques on the wall if you're here in person of a lot of their exits. They're a billion dollar plus in assets under management, uh, multifamily syndication investment platform, been in business for 20 plus years. They have over 1,000 accredited investor relationships, and they look for a co-GP joint venture investor relationships from within the family office club. And we've hosted a dozen events here um, at their headquarters using this nice space they have. And they're the reason why if you're watching on Zoom, hopefully it looks super HD and crisp. And I just want to thank uh, Mo over there helping us out from the Darwin German team. So if anyone wants to connect with Dar Darwin German and see if there's a way to do business together, just let us know and we can get you Julian's contact details in case you don't meet him here today in person. All right, here's another uh, very underutilized and undervalued structure for getting investments done. Um, it's using gross revenue royalties. We've structured over a dozen deals using the royalty model. Um, many of you probably have seen on Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful is always trying to negotiate some sort of royalty while the other sharks roll their eyes. Uh, that in part is where we actually got this idea from. We said, well, that's actually a really smart structure because you get monthly income and your cash gets off the table and then you can recycle that cash into other deals. So we really like that. And it goes along with the conservative nature of many families who are not trying to get rich and shoot the moon and get 20x. They want to stay wealthy and get their money off the table so they sleep well at night. And then if they can get additional upside, great. But they don't need to get a 10x. They're happy with 2 to 3x or 3.5x, et cetera, with most of their deals. So the first deal we did was with a company called Organic Fields of Heather. It's an organic women's skincare company. We bought a third of the company. We got a 12% gross revenue royalty paid out monthly. It turns out that was too good of a negotiation. It just sucked all the cash out of the business. Not a good idea with a fast-growing company. So we uh, removed it down to 8% and we tripled the size of that company in six months and then sold our shares. Uh, one we're still holding on to is with Better Bath, Better Body. We invested when they were doing a million in revenue. Uh, they're now doing 3.5 million in revenue. And one of our family office club members just committed $600,000 to help them grow further uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, they're in the organic and kind of all natural bath salt category on Amazon. Um, but we've done these with medical practices. We've done this for the board of a real estate company before. And with the gross revenue royalty, there's 20 different ways to structure this, but um, you basically get paid off the top line revenue. So obviously, if it's a pre-revenue company, you can't do this or you have to be okay with 0% revenue being paid out, which defeats the whole purpose of this. Um, and you get paid out monthly or quarterly, whether the company makes money or not. So the investor is basically coming to the table and saying, okay, I'll give you this money. But instead of debt, what's structured as a basically almost a form of preferred equity and that you get this gross revenue royalty. The royalty can go on forever or it can go until the investor gets a 2x return or certain things could happen at different thresholds, right? Once the investor gets a 1x return and they have no risk in the deal, then maybe the royalty level goes down. Or maybe after they have no risk in the deal, their right of participation or their equity in the deal goes down. Maybe they have a 2% right of participation when you sell the company one day, but now that you're 100% de-risked, it goes down to 1.5%, or it goes to zero and you get nothing after 2x or 3x, et cetera. And some people say, well, why would a CEO ever agree to this? This makes no sense. Like only a dumb CEO would ever do a gross revenue royalty deal. Um, but it's not dumb. It doesn't have to be dumb. It can, made re it can be made really great for the CEO or really great for the investor or right down the middle, win-win, right? And you want to do deals with counterparties more than once in your life. So you don't want to make it too slanted one way or the person's just going to uh, not feel good about it after that. And a couple of reasons why people would want to do this is that if you go to a bank and take out a loan, you might owe that bank $17,000 a month 
every single month. And it doesn't matter whether their business goes down or up, et cetera. If COVID hits and disrupts your business, they don't care. You owe them $17,000 a month. Otherwise, maybe they're going to collect on your personal guarantee or take your piece of real estate. And banks have 180-page documents of all the different ways how they can call your loan or you broke a covenant or you did this or that that most people don't have time to read and understand every single paragraph. But their attorneys did when they spent $100,000 putting together that bank loan agreement, right? And they're they're more um, flush with attorneys than most family offices and private investors are. And so when you do a gross revenue royalty agreement, it's usually a three to 12 page agreement, usually five to 12 page agreement, not 140 pages. And um, if the business goes down, then your royalty payments go down. 3% of 10 million a year in revenue uh, is a lot less than 3% of 20 million a year in revenue. So they go down, the company's in less pain because your payments go down. The company grows, then the investor gets paid back faster. So the investor is incentivized to help you grow and your payments go down if you fall in hard times as a company. This also can be made great for CEOs because of what I mentioned earlier. Uh, if your company is worth $5 million and you need to raise a million dollars to grow and expand your real estate or operating business platform, you'd have to give away 20% of your company to bring in a million bucks or go get debt and dealing with banks is never fun and it's more expensive these days. Instead of giving away 20% equity to get the deal done and to grow, you could instead do a royalty and just give away a right of participation or a royalty and nothing else after they get a certain return, et cetera. So we have a lot of uh, legal templates, approaches, language after doing this uh, over a dozen times. We have three of these deals being structured right now. Um, if any investors here in the room are custom structuring an operating business deal and you want help with this, insights, feedback, sometimes the most value I can add to someone in the club, whether you're an investor or raising capital, is just sending me an email, like some bullet points. Here's our structure. What do you think? Here's this structure, this structure, and that structure. What should we do? Or here's what I was offered. What should I push back on? Or what, what do you think I should ask for here? Because uh, a lot of investors don't know the leverage they have, and they're just taking off-the-shelf terms when they could be customizing it to what's good for them. Um, any questions on this royalty slide or the past slide on, on venture debt? I've asked uh, multiple times in rooms with 600, 800, 1,000 investors in the room. And one time there's a family from Norway that said that they loved royalties and they use them all the time. Otherwise, you know, uh, like we could show hands, like how many people here in the room have used royalty structure in a deal before? So zero people, at least here in the room. Uh, and we love these. Um, and they're so flexible in different ways you can use them. So one person has, or do you have a question? Thank you, Richard. Uh, this was uh, very very helpful. Um, one specific question. My name is Peter Batten. I'm with uh, Real Basis. Um, a simple question on the gross revenue royalties. What if you have a product that is being assembled and getting ready to launch so you don't have any revenues yet? How do you approach the investor with a concept of a gross revenue royalty? It's definitely more challenging at that level. Um, if you wanted to use this because you thought it'd make it more attractive and you wanted to sweeten the deal, um, you could structure in a royalty and that might allow you to raise the capital while offering a little bit less equity because as soon as the company has revenue, now their, their money's getting off the table. And once an investor has gotten their initial principal off the table, they can recycle that cash into another deal. The blood pressure goes down and they say, okay. You know, otherwise with many companies, especially consumer product companies, you're crossing your fingers for a decade that they have that magical exit. And until then, you'd probably get no distributions. It's not like real estate. 